Hey guys, this is Ryan Denson, also known as the Boston Beer Guy. I hope you're doing well and having an excellent Friday. I want to welcome you on to this week's episode of Frosty Boy Fridays, where we'll shotgun a Bud Light and then rate a craft beer. Frosty Boy. Uh, I want to welcome on a very special guest, Ray Berry, uh, the president and general manager of White Lion. Ray, thanks for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. We're ple it's, it's, I can't wait. Let's get through it. I'm, I'm ready. I love it. Awesome. As always, this episode is brought to you by Proof Somerville over on 10 Main Street. Um, they helped me get all my beers from all my reviews and uh, love being a partner with them. Um, so before we jump into anything, Ray, do you mind giving us a quick summary as to, you know, what White Lion is? White Lion Brewing is the city of Springfield's first full production brewery since Prohibition. Uh, we have been in play for the last five or six Years. Mm -hmm. Distribute. White Lion is a symbol of good for humankind. It's an extension beyond race, color, creed, or gender. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. At the at the end of the day, it's about sharing in a common experience. Love it. I love, great message. Great to have a, a great brewery out in, uh, in Springfield now and uh, very excited. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. We have a two, uh, twofer for you, a two review. We will be rating the Endangered IPA Hazy and Aromic, as well as at the end of the show, we will do quickly Fight the Sour, their uh, collaboration as well with uh, Grist House. So uh, before we jump into that, let's shotgun a beer. Now, let me just warn you, I'm not an expert. Okay, My neither am I. My always joke at me that I get messy, but it's all good. It's okay. You're in a brewery, so you can just clean it up after, right? Oh, there we go. That's perfect. Probably the best one I've had so far. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Oh boy, that's always tough. That is always tough. Um, awesome, so we'll jump into this. Oh, Ray, you there? Sorry for that, folks. Looks like we're going into some technical difficulties. Hey, hey, you still- I got you back. Okay, I got you now. Awesome. We are, we're still recording. I, I hope this, this all works and it should be good, but there was a quick snafu. So for everyone watching, hope, hopefully this works, but regardless, it doesn't matter. We had a great Absolutely. shotgun and it was great. Um, awesome. So let's get into this beer. Um, so this is the um, Hazy and Aromatic uh, Endangered IPA. So this is a, a specific like endangered series, right? Like, so this is only going to be out until 2021, right? Yeah, so it's part of our Extinct series. So Mike will brew another uh, edition of that with a different uh, hop blend um, that then will be extinct in 2022 or 2023. So we want to be able to chop it up, give the consumer something different to look forward to, but yet still recognize the brand behind it. So I, I mean, so uh, I love this beer. I think this is one of my favorite beers that I've had in a very long time. It's just, it's so, it's so aromatic. It, it, it tastes exactly what I want in an IPA and a double IPA to taste. So it's uh, hats off to you and Mike for this, uh, this beer. But um, my, my question I have for you kind of jumping into things is um, how did you get into brewing and, you know, starting this and getting into the beer industry? 
Ray, you still there? So, you're good. You. You're good. You're good. Okay. So, aside from Mike, who has been in a game for 20 plus years, um, I'm someone that has never homebrewed. Always okay. appreciative of the creativity out there in the craft beer sector and trade, and, and just the the, the 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 way people put different flavors and concoctions and, and hot profiles together. Um, and the city of Springfield being the third largest city in the Commonwealth did not have any craft beer conversation going on whatsoever, despite all of the outgoing activity in the, uh, in, in, in the greater Western Mass area. Um, and uh, I had the idea, parked the idea a number of times, uh, and then just started talking with friends and family and said, listen, I don't want to look back later and regret that I didn't move forward with the idea. So I uh, reached out to a couple key people in the area and they introduced me to Mike and we kicked it off right away and the story, the rest is history. So how did the town of Springfield react when you pitched this to them? I mean, obviously with the prohibition and whatnot, I mean, there must've been some red tape that you guys had across. City of Springfield was going through a renaissance. It was looking to attract more businesses especially to the downtown corridor. And, um, you know, I worked in the downtown corridor, so I knew, you know, some of the folks in, in, in key areas, the key decision makers, and had shared with them the idea, and it was just open arms. It, and okay. The city of Springfield has really uh, embraced the project from day one. They look at it as another piece of the ever-evolving puzzle from, from an economic development perspective, from a visitation perspective, um, and, you know, when we combine White Lion with the convention center two blocks away, MGM Springfield, three or four hotels downtown, and then also couple that with the restaurant district, it's just a win-win for folks to come down, enjoy themselves, and bounce around. That's interesting. That's, I like, I like kind of how they, they brought you in there. They, they didn't really have any sort of hesitations because, you know, knowing, knowing some of your stature, you, you know, you had all the good intentions behind what you were doing. Um, so I guess that kind of brings into the segment of, of obviously the, the stuff that's going on in, in the world and, and whatnot, and obviously the social justice reform. So you and uh, Trillium had your own collaboration of Black is Beautiful. So, so what did that mean to you and to specifically do it with Trillium? I mean, how, like how beneficial and just how great was that collaboration to get the word out about, you know, this, this great collaboration with, um, Modern Soul? It was, it was awesome. I mean, so when Marcus and Weather Soul started the conversation and put that out for breweries to enlist, um, my first look at it was like, wow, that's powerful. It's gonna bring a lot of attention, especially to the social justice issue, uh, some of the systemic issues out there. And when I went through the Rolodex of breweries that had signed up in Massachusetts, Trillium was one of the first. So knowing of JC and Mike and his team, I was like, why not? I mean, let, let, let me at least give them a, a jingle to see if there was any interest. And they immediately uh, blessed it and said, let's do it. Um, so it was a matter of really combining the uh, Eastern part of the state with the Western part of the state, highlighting being on the front line relative to the cause and the conversation. And uh, you know, I think we knocked it out the park relative to awareness and the quality of the liquid that came out. And I also think the cool thing about your collaboration with them is, is you can get your, the, the, the Trillium beer and the, you know, Trillium White Lion beer sort of in, in some different areas and you can't really get Trillium 
anywhere. I mean, they'll distribute. So I think you also gave them an avenue for the normal individuals or just the regular people who are out there that wanted to try a great collaboration, kind of giving them the opportunity through your distribution to really get that out there, which I think is incredible. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, that was part of the conversation. We know uh, if you really want children, we got to go to them, but they were welcome and open to knowing what we do from our distribution pipeline perspective and lens. And they were yeah. like, yeah, let's get it to the consumer. Let's spread the word. Let's spread I the message. It. And again, zero hesitation. And that's what it's Great. all about. That's, that's awesome. So I, I, I was doing a little research specifically on you and, and everything. And there was a lot of articles written about you when the whole, you know, pandemic was coming through and, and supporting, you know, black local breweries. So, so from your perspective, I mean, what were some of the challenges that you were putting face through this whole global perspective and, and supporting these breweries through this as well through all the, the George Floyds and, and everything like that? Yeah. So um, as you stated, you know, we're one of six, Black-owned breweries in the Commonwealth, uh, one of 60 or 70 uh, in the United States. Um, we welcome that. We want to be that voice. We want to show that the trade in general is is growing. It's 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 welcoming black and brown people. There is a perception that craft beer is about you know white bearded tattoo guys. Um, we got. <laughs> I used to have a full beard, so we got black tattooed. <laughs> of course. So, uh, but no, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really just showing the, the, the level of inclusion, right? Bringing everyone into the fold. And as far as the, uh, the social justice issue, you know, I, you know, I'm a founding member of a local organization called the Healing Racism Institute of Pioneer Valley. And, you know, we can't be afraid to have the conversation. Of course. And it's a very... We all know it's a very difficult conversation to have when it's about race and racism, et cetera. But if we can break down some of those barriers and be in a level of have a level of comfort, then we would be miles ahead of where we are right now. Right. So it's not going to happen overnight. But I think that we and the, the craft beer trade in Massachusetts and the surrounding states, if we can lead by example, then we're making our mark. And I think even conversations like this through a social media platform itself is just, you guys have done so much and, and there's not much, you know, more to do but then have these conversations. And, and you know, I'm glad, obviously, we, we touched upon this, but uh, kind of more shifting towards uh, White Lion and your preference, what's your favorite White Lion beer that you guys produce? So I literally just made note of this statement, I think two or three days ago on social media. Uh, I have a friend, Ryan, who checks in like Friday check-in, like what's everyone drinking? And he was drinking another White Lion beer. Or no, he was drinking Endangered. And I was drinking Prolicious. And I was saying like, dude, Endangered batch right now is like my favorite batch. So um, it is. I'm a fruity guy too. So I love the sours. We have a, a winter fruit sour coming back out in the next couple weeks. Um, so yeah, but that, yeah. that endangered is really hitting the mark right now. This thing is just, I mean, you're going to have to come and give me some more. I, this is, I, I need my roommates and I all had it and we were like, yo, this is one of our best beers and it might be a very high rated beer. Um, my, my last sort of question I have for you. Oh, I mean, I, it's a twofold question. So when I, when I go to a brewery or sorry, a liquor store or somewhere, I'm always thinking to myself, okay, what's some cool beers I can find with some cool logos and designs when you're brewing the beer with Mike, do you guys have yeah. can art can art and label ideas before the beer is even like fully done? So we work with a local firm, a female firm uh, called TSM Design, and 
it's, it's really on the fly sometimes, you know, you sit around, you know, I do deliveries for the company sometimes and an idea just comes, you make note of it and you know, you, you brainstorm on names and then you try to create the image to support that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's sometimes it's not forward thinking where you're planning two, three, four, five months out in advance. Sometimes it's, it happens in a matter of a, a day or two. And, and then we just feed that to our team and they, they take it and run with it to the best of their ability. And, they, and they've been knocking it out the box. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the cans for this are just, they're just so cool. I love all the White Lion cans. Um, my, my last question for you before we get into this, this two reviews is, if you're not drinking White Lion, what's your favorite brewery in the area? I would be, it would be disingenuous for me not to really highlight some of these Western Mass breweries. I mean, Go for it. the Western Mass craft scene is incredible. I mean, I can, I can probably list a dozen or more, right? But um, from, the, from the Eastern part of the state, I'm, I'm a big fan of Trillium and Vitamin C. Oh, uh, got some dope stuff going on. Yeah. And then locally, you know, we got Skyline, Vanish yeah. Valley, Two Weeks Notice, uh, Iron Duke's got a nice following and, and, and a, a nice portfolio of beer. So uh, we got some newbies coming on board like Loophole. Uh, Love. I just, I actually reviewed with those guys uh, yeah, and, and those guys are yeah. great. Those guys are hilarious. And then you got, you know, Rustic is, is small, yeah. but they, they're, they're powerful in their own respective right. So Western Mass is rich and deep. They got, and you got Treehouse too. I mean, that's a, that's a big it's sort of, never go on Treehouse. <laughs> do you, um, do you get yourself at all to progression brewing at all? And progression is awesome too. The, the they're connect the dots. I forgot to mention them. That whole team in progression is phenomenal. And their beers they're, are like awesome. They're, they're incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I spoke, I spoke yeah. with, um, you know, with the head brewer there and the connected dots is, is one of my favorite beers that they put out. And it's just, it's out of this world. It's awesome. Our brewer um, Mike has a, has a great relationship with them. We like to be able to work with them in the future. That would be a good collaboration. Yeah. I like, I like, I would like to see that for sure. So obviously you've seen the, you've seen the videos. We're getting to the point where we're going to review this beer and then we're going to hop onto this one. What would you rate this beer as a, let's say you're, you're walking into white line. You've never been there before you get endangered. What would you rate this one out of 10? Well, first I would definitely ask for another. Um, That's what I, because of the notes and the softness on the palate, a little bit of, I would go a solid nine. Okay. Easily. All right. Easily. All right. All right. I like that. I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, again, I had this and I wanted more. I messaged you immediately being like, next time you're in town, I, I need some more. I mean, I think this is an incredible beer. I'm going to go 9.6. I think this is one of the top beers that I have, uh, that I've had in a while. And again, I appreciate you giving this to me. So let's, Let's do this really quickly and uh, hop over to the um, oh, the quick sour review. Um, so sure. this is the Fight the Sour. Um, it is a collaboration with Grist House um, Craft Brew Beers. I'm a big sour guy. I love sours. Um, I mean, it already has such an incredible note. So, I mean, tell me a little bit more about this beer and, and kind of why you guys collaborated the behind the name and, and, and more about kind of what I'm pouring here. Yeah. This is, I love this. So we're, uh, there's a, uh, annual festival, black beer fest actually, where it ties, uh, black breweries and a robust portfolio of other breweries, uh, in the country, uh, out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And this year, because of COVID, 
they had to do everything virtually. Yeah. So they uh, asked eight black-owned breweries and eight other breweries from Pennsylvania to come up with a collab. And when they reached out to us, they asked White Lion, what style of beer would we like? And I said, let's go with a sour. Let's do a sour. Let's do something so creative good. and funky out the box. And they said, okay, we'll get back to you. A couple of days later, they reached out to us and said, we got the perfect partner for you, Grist House. And Grist House is a, a, a phenomenal brewery out of, out of Pittsburgh. And they get down with their kettle sours. And um, so we just started conversing. And they actually came up this way to Springfield no to way. meet with us. Right, so we ate lunch at a local spot, brainstorm, and uh, we came up with this um, bramble cocktail that's uh, brewed with blackberry, aged on juniper berries, oh. with a little bit of squeeze of, of fresh lemon, and it just it takes it to a different dimension. It's so good. It really does. It's it's really it's really an incredible beer. I mean, like I I've never had anything from Grist House, and it's something that I I want to get down to and, and and touch and try their beer. But just from the first taste, and again, this is like I I only have one of these, so I'm this is my first ever sort of taste <laughs> this, and it's great. I'm a big sour guy. Trilliums Daily Servings, Mighty Squirrels Sour um, Face sort of um, situation as well. What they're doing there, and a lot of other cool brewers. Mayflower is doing some cool sours as well. So it, it's so cool to see you guys doing something so incredible with honestly like it's it could i'm so far away from my wi-fi router and it could be that but you know what the show still goes on we're you know like what i mean a, we're in like um, a concrete shell here but in another yeah way. so i mean just as i was saying you know again this is my first ever taste of this beer i think it's incredible my favorite sours around the area are like Trillium's daily servings, Mighty Squirrel Sour Face, you know, uh, Mayflower has been coming out with some incredible sour beers and the Berlin Vice community is just, it's growing and, and people are expanding more and more their palates, the different fruits, the flavor. So, so this is a great beer. I love it. Yeah, I love this. I, I think what really makes it pop and stand out is the juniper berry. It gives you that hint, subtle hints of the gin, pro, gin profile. Yeah. And I think that's what just sets it apart from other sours. Like we do uh, a beer, a sour called Winter Fruits, which is blackberry, plum, and vanilla. Uh, it's got the, it's got a similar profile to it, a little bit darker in hue, but uh, sweeter. But this, this, I think it's the juniper berry that really makes it take, takes it to the next level. Yeah, I think so too. So again, you're our guest. What would you rate this one out of ten? So if I were walking into White Lion or another brewery that had something similar to this, I would give this. Um, an eight eight. All right, that's that's a great score. An eight eight. I um, I feel the same way. I mean, I've had some sours where I'm kind of like mm, not really into this, but I think the fruits complement themselves. You get sort of the gin as well kind of saxitude, which is, it kind of makes you feel like you're not drinking a beer, which is always sometimes good. Um, I would probably go to be honest with you. Like, Eight five. I think that's my official rating for this one. But uh, yeah, man, this is this has been great, Ray. Again, thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure, and we'll have to do this again. Absolutely, and apologize Cheers, for the uh, for the difficulties on the service. It is all okay. Cheers. I appreciate it. Cheers, brother. Take care.